Un serpo. Amen. In this passage that we encounter today from the Gospel of John, there's so many things that we can discuss. It's a beautiful passage. It's a beautiful passage that talks to us about forgiveness. It talks to us about judgment. It talks to us about um, what Christ expects from us as his followers. It talks to us about faith and the nature of faith. And you can really build an entire Bible study around this passage that we encounter in the Gospel of St. John. Every year when we get to this Sunday, this uh, Sunday in December, when we once again revisit this passage from John, I ask myself, what is it that we should explore? What is it that we should discuss of all of these potential topics? And the thing that I always come back to, the thing that I always want to talk about is faith, because it's particularly and ironically during this time of year that we find ourselves uh, most challenged in our faith. When I say we, I certainly speak of some of us in this congregation, but as a whole, as a society, uh, as a Christian church, there's something about the nature of the celebrations and the nature of the environment that we encounter during the Christmas season that challenge us, challenges us in our faith. And there are so many reasons why. Before we talk about that, though, I want to talk about the first thing that Christ brings up in this passage when he talks about forgiveness. And famously, Christ, at the beginning of this passage, when he is challenged, they say, how many times, they ask Christ, how many times should I forgive my brother if he sins against me? Christ famously says, if he should sin against you and repent, that you should forgive him. How many times? Seven times. Seven times, 77 times, he says. Now, this number is very important, and I've spoken about it before, but I'll remind you once again that when you encounter this number seven, you encounter an idea, not a number. And that idea is an idea of perfection. I'll give you this analogy. You see this letter which is on top of the altar. Maybe you can see it from where you're sitting. That letter is E, which in Armenian has many meanings. It means it, he, she is. It is also a way of referring to God. Because Christ, in the Old Testament, in the Talmud, refers to himself as he that is. Inke e. He just is. He, she, it. Non-gendered. And it is also the seventh letter in the alphabet, because it is perfection. Is the wisdom that St. Mesor Mashtots had when he created the Armenian alphabet. So Christ expects for us, from us, Perfection. He expects from us perfection in our ability to forgive. He expects from us perfection in our submission. He expects from us uh, perfection in following his teachings that we encounter through the Holy Gospel. And we ask ourselves, am I perfect? Am I able to actually be perfect in that way that Christ asks me to? Particularly in the field of forgiveness or love when we all encounter those challenges every single day. And the ironic thing is, the people who are most difficult to forgive aren't strangers. They're the people that are closest to us. If any one of you did something to me, I would forgive you instantly, regardless of what that thing was, if you were to ask for my forgiveness. But if my brother eats my piece of cake, we're going to have problems, and this is going to take a while. Right, Because we've talked about this 20 times, and it happened again. The people that live in our homes, the people that we know the best, are the people who know the best ways to offend us, and we find the most difficult to forgive. And these are the sorts of circumstances wherein Christ is challenging us to forgive. And of course, there are more serious instances than that in marriages, in relationships between parents and children, in relationships between siblings and best friends. But Christ says, if they want to be forgiven, and if they ask for forgiveness, then you must 
forgive them perfectly. How can we do that? How can we do these things that God expects from us? How can we be faithful in the most difficult of circumstances, whether it involves forgiveness or difficulty in terms of um, mourning a lost loved one and, and reconciling that with God, in terms of dealing with illness or misfortune, misfortune in our family life and in our professional life, how can we deal with that? And this is where Christ speaks about faith. Because the disciples complain. They say, we don't have enough faith. We don't have enough faith to do this, Christ. Give us more faith. Increase our faith so that we can be this way that you want us to be. And how many times as a pastor have I had somebody sit or stand before me and say, I don't have enough faith to overcome this. I don't have enough faith to do this thing which is expected from me. I don't have enough faith to be patient or to overcome. And it's in this passage that we find the answer because Christ responds, if you have faith as a mustard seed, then you would need no more. If you had faith as a mustard seed, you could do miracles. As you had, if you had faith, the tiniest of all seeds, a mustard seed, if you had that much faith, these things wouldn't be an issue. What is this thing that Christ is talking to us about? Because faith, it's a complicated word. In English and Armenian, there's differences between these concepts of faith and belief, of submission and trust, of knowledge and wisdom. All of these concepts are wrapped up in this word that in English we refer to faith. What is it? Is it knowing? St. Thomas Aquinas tells us very famously that people who have faith don't need an explanation, but those who have no faith cannot, you can't explain it to them. Okay? And St. Augustine reminds us that faith is about something that we can't see. What is he talking about? What, what is this thing? What's important to understand, the way that this word is used in the gospel is referring to the sort of trust that we encounter in a relationship. I'll give you an analogy. When I met my wife, did I know who she would become 20 years later? Did I know, do I know today who she'll be 10 years from now? But was I willing to enter into a relationship of trust that as she changed and that as I changed and that we began to understand better that I would put all of my effort and I would put all of my trust in her that whatever should happen, it was right that we should be together. Do we have to agree on everything? Do I have to understand everything about her? Do I have to uh, expect perfection from her in order to be in that relationship of trust and, and never expect that there should be moments of doubt? No. And this is as it is in our relationship with Jesus Christ. This is the mustard seed of faith that Christ is expecting from us. It is that we should have a relationship of trust with him. That we should say, I don't fully understand your will. I don't fully understand your teachings. Maybe for some of you here today, you don't even agree with all of them at this point in your life. But I trust that if I am in a relationship with you and that if I follow you, I will be better for it, that this is what is right for me, ultimately. This is a mustard seed of faith in our lives. And if you have that commitment, and believe me, there's no coincidence in the way that Christ compares marriage to the church. If you have that level of commitment to say, regardless of where this goes, I am with you and you are with me, this mustard seed changes us. Changes us. Mezigapokhe havatka. 
That prayer that comes from the faithful heart, not only does it have the potential to change the world, but it changes us in a very important way. It changes our world, changes our perspective, it changes our spirituality and our potential as individuals. So today, in this Christmas season, whatever challenges that you encounter, whatever difficulties that you seek to overcome, I simply remind you that if you are present here today, and in your heart you've made commitment enough to trust in Christ, then you have already the mustard seed of faith that Christ expects from his followers. And having that, you already possess the potential to do and to be that which you must be, and to overcome that which you must, this exists within us. This is what Christ was communicating to his disciples, and it's what he's communicating to us today. I know that you have it, and I know that God will bless you and grace you with his mercy and with his love in all ways so that you can do that which is necessary. Aritmela, Asvazahajo, Kyanknerv, Isknaev, Iror Nutuner, Astanal, Mergyanknerin Mech, Merendanagan Gyanknerin Mech. May the peace of the Lord be with you, and I pray that this Christmas season is an opportunity to receive God's blessings and for us to realize that potential that's been established in our hearts through our faith. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen.